Blog Talk Radio. Okay, hold on. We're having a little technical difficulty. Give me a couple minutes. I'll be back on the air. Hold on, please. Bear with me. Uh, about one more minute, please. Okay, I'm sure you can hear me. Uh, Just give me one more minute to bring this up, okay? Uh, My board went down. Sorry about that.
David, I know you're uh, you're on. Uh, I'll bring you on in a few minutes. I want to read your bio, and I had uh, something else here to do. But we are having a couple technical difficulties, and we'll get the whole two hours in and maybe longer. Okay? Hold on, please. Okay, I have to restart my board. Give me a couple more minutes. I'm going to shut everything down. I'll come back in. Okay, give me a couple minutes. Sorry about that. Hold on, listeners. We'll be with you in a couple minutes, like I said. Sorry about that. Again, a couple more minutes. We're we're going to be live on the air shortly. I'm just bringing the board up again. I have to restart it. Technical difficulties. Starting to come up. So, a couple more minutes. I hate when this happens. Well, while we're waiting for it to come up, I hope you can hear me. This is uh, Peggy Amanisi broadcasting from Fur Plank, New York, in Westchester County. And my show is Signs Our Loved Ones Send Us, and we have a special guest on tonight. He's a, um author and a Vietnam vet, and he's had, he's going to share his three near-death experiences with us. And we'll talk somewhat about Vietnam and his book that's coming out, um, that, or actually that that is out, and we'll, we'll send you... Um, a link to his page, but I'm having some major problems here, but uh, we're starting to come up now. Patience is a virtue. It's restarting one more time, so bear with me. I know we're a few minutes into the show. If you've called in or on chat, please hang on. Modern technology, right? Sorry to do this to you, David, but out of my hands. It's rebooting right now. Again, listeners, we're on live, 7 to uh, 9 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, 6 to 8 Central Time, and 4 to 6 Pacific Time. 
Okay, we're starting to come up. Just putting my code in here. I'm doing uh, this part over the phone, so I'm just waiting for the board to come up. Slowly but surely. Again, I apologize. As soon as the board come up, I'm going to um, read uh, David's uh, bio, and then we're going to talk to David about his experiences and his book. We're getting there. I'm getting a screen now. show is about signs or loved ones send us. Sometimes I wonder if they do this. <laughs> you never know. They like screw with the electrical thing. Come on. Couple more minutes, friends. Please don't be discouraged. Okay, I think I'm seeing the light of day. I hope. Try this now. Oh, we're still a little off here, but let's see what happens. music um, song from back in the Vietnam days okay bear with me it's by the young bloods
One more time, my friends. Sorry about that. Can't believe this is happening. Okay, the studio is coming on now. I have a little trouble seeing it. What's going on here? But <clears throat> all right, <clears throat> I know you can hear me. So actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh, David's bio. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, tonight, my guest is on signs of loved ones send us. Uh, he's a Vietnam vet and an author, David Brundage, and we're gonna be talking about his NDEs, which are near death experiences. Uh, his book is called Ripples in Our Lives About Near-Death Experiences, and David experiences three near-death experiences and out-of-body experiences while in the hospital during his first surgery. His heart stops as soon as the incision is made in his abdomen. The second surgery is done after the doctors check his heart out, which completes the original surgery. The third is after he gets his infection, and um, I can't read the word, sorry, David, uh, uh, I can't read it. <laughs> Requiring um, required emergency surgery and a uh, colostomy bag, and the fourth is a reverse of the colostomy. Um, David develops ripples in his fingernails after each near-death experience. While the ripples are present in his fingernails, he has connection to the spirit world and the paranormal. Take a walk in David's shoes as he sees Jesus, spirit guides, angels, ghosts, dark shadows, and entities. Read about the physical and emotional horror. He and his family go through while experiencing surgeries, infections, hallucinations, depressions, and so much more. I'm bringing David on the air now, and we'll still be working on this board as we speak. Okay, hold on. Hi, David. Hello. Hello, everybody. David, I'm so sorry. We, we have some technical difficulties tonight, and that's no fault of my own. I'm trying to uh, move the screen over so I can see it. It's like half the screen that I normally have. And But anyhow, let's talk about David. Uh, David, you know, I, I want to hear your story. Uh, you were a Vietnam vet. Uh, first of all, tell them who you are, where you're from. Um, David Brundage. I, I grew up in Massachusetts, and mm -hmm. I've, been in Texas, I've been in Texas now for 28 years. Right, and that's where, and what that's where branch of the service were you? Okay, what, um, you were in the Air Force. I have a friend in Texas that was a retired Air Force also, and he's listening tonight. <clears throat> so, tell us um, how this all began. Was this because of Vietnam, or uh, did yes, the I, things that happened to you? Okay, I uh, I worked on aircraft uh, that sprayed Agent Orange, so I was exposed to Agent Orange. Uh, mm -hmm. Not out in the jungles, but just because I worked on airplane airplanes, the right. ones that sprayed it. I was an aircraft electrician, and you know when they came in, uh, well, they had to get fixed and go back out, so they right. didn't clean them off or anything. So it was direct exposure. Right. And I had a very normal life up until the time I was 53 years old, and then I got sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. I worked in aerospace and semiconductors and everything. Uh, I actually went into the service so I could get a college education, and I did get mm -hmm. that. 
Right. Um, so every you know, like, I had a very very normal life. I was a lot you know, mm-hmm. I I was a lot better off than many of them. Uh, many of the guys they either came home in body bags or you know a lot of them came home all pretty messed up. Yeah, I so was I married to one. I was married to one who lost his life because of Agent Orange-related diabetes. Uh, five years next month. Yep. So I lived the hell of um, not Vietnam, but the aftermath of it for many years. Yep. So oh, this is I kind feel, of close to my heart. I feel we would have built a much larger wall uh, if they counted all of the people that died from Agent Orange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and all of the hell that people went through trying to collect from that. Well, uh, I'm still in the process eight years later, and they're still haven't paid. Um, funeral, I think I we, we talked briefly, but uh, they never even paid uh, help toward the funeral bill. And I'm still owing on that and losing my son nine months after my husband. It was very difficult. I had them both very ill at the same time. So this is definitely um, something that's very close to my heart. Not just, of course, the near-death experience, of course, because that's what my show is about, you know, that and signs our loved ones send us. But, of course, what uh, Vietnam did to uh, our soldiers, are, you know, and they came home and they still were fighting a war. And they're... Here we are, how many years later, you know, 50-some years later, 40-some years later, and we're still fighting that war. Yeah, it was you know, kind of amazing. Shit. It was kind of amazing the uh, first time I actually got thanked for my service when mm-hmm. I came back by a stranger when I was applying for my disability plates almost right. 35, 40 years later. Right. Um, what happened? But, you know... Well, I, you know, that was when I came back from the service. I actually came back on the Fourth of July, so you know, it really? was wow. It was kind of touch and go. With, you, know, you, you, I was out with a bunch of my friends and everything, and you know, I heard uh, a couple of like the old M80 firecrackers, and I'm, uh, I'm diving for cover, and they mm-hmm. were laughing. I said, "Well, really? you wouldn't have thought it was, you, you wouldn't have thought it was quite so funny if you were where I was." <laughs> exactly. Now I've seen that happen too because I dated a uh, prior to my husband. I was with a, uh, a guy in the Marines who used to do the same thing. You know, the fire whistle would go off, and here he would jump on the floor. So okay. I've seen um, the post-traumatic stress that's involved with, uh, you know, the the leftover things of Vietnam and uh and then the physical parts not just the uh what it does to uh, the mind but what it does to you physically both you know so it's it's uh pretty bad pretty bad and you know and here now you're in your late 60s now am I right Yeah I'm 67 years old now Okay you're saying my husband yeah. close to it yeah, yeah. And I when did you come I back didn't... in 1969 70 uh when did you come back from Nam 19 19- well, I got back from Vietnam in 1967. Oh, okay. So, you know, okay. I, I, I turned, I turned 19 years old when I was in Vietnam. So when I got, wow. you know, when I got back, when I got back to the states, I was a mm-hmm. a veteran at 19. I still couldn't even drink <laughs> legally in well, the I United States. 
in the yeah. United yeah. States. Yeah. Uh, well, I think 18 was uh, the age because I was – I turned 18. Well, no, you, maybe you're right because I was 18 in 1971, and it was legal to drink. I don't know whether they had jumped back from 21 to 18 or well, whatever, but now it's 21. Well, so. in New York, it Very was Very confusing. Legal. Oh, okay. Yeah, in New okay. York, it not was where you mm-hmm. Right, no. Most, a lot of the states, it was not. Uh, yeah. And, you know, my uh, my father sent me out to get a case of beer, and then I couldn't. It was, I was in Massachusetts, and I couldn't get the beer, and my father was, he was really upset. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. You can, I, you can go over there and fight for the country, but you can't even have a beer, you know? It's pretty right. sad. Pretty and sad. Pretty sad. What? What they tried to do is they they tried to say that uh, we couldn't drink anymore there, and while I was there, and all of a sudden all of us were writing our congressmen. Well, if we're not old enough to drink, we're not old enough to be here, and all of us exactly. wrote our congressmen. All of us at the same time wrote our congressmen and said, "Okay, get us the hell out of here." Exactly. And that's when that's when Henry Cabot Lodge came over on Air Force One. And said, uh-huh. "Who in hell did this?" <laughs> Immediately <Yeah, right. laughs> rescind that order, <laughs> because exactly you know, it was like eighty to ninety percent of the people were under twenty-one. <laughs> exactly. So, so they they get they get rid of that order real fast. Right. Well, tell me more about. Um, so you didn't, uh, as far as the the physical aspect of the Agent Orange. Of course, you you also suffered from some um, uh, post traumatic stress, and I have friends that are going through that now, still that were Vietnam vets, very close to me. Um, when did the physical manifestations take effect with you? you? Said you were in your fifties, or what happened then? Well, that's after you know, actually after I got after I got sick and. Uh, I was ill and everything, and you know that's when I started to reflect of everything that happened, and mm-hmm. you know uh, all of the stuff that I saw over there, and I could actually smell. Right. You know, it's all of the different smells and stuff, and right. It, you know that all started right. coming back. And the older you get, the the more it affects you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so you're saying the post-traumatic stress also um, uh, manifested? Uh, was it your whole life, or just when you got older? Because you start, you started to say when you were in your fifties no. that something went on. Right. Okay. Right. Just when I got older, it 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 all came at the same time. Right. Right. Oh gosh. So tell us about the physical part now. Uh, we've heard some about the post-traumatic stress and. Um, um, what happened to you physically that led you to writing the book and to what you've experienced? Because that's, I mean, we're talking about NAM and some of the um, aftermath and so many people out there like myself still waiting to be compensated, you know, five years after paying bills that they should have took, taken care of, which uh, angers me, of course, because uh, I'm also disabled with multiple sclerosis, 61 years old, and uh, left me in a very big hole. Very big hole. So let's talk about where, uh, what brought you to the book? What brought you to the book and what brought you to, to tell us about the physical uh, parts. That they were directly related to the Agent Orange or what? Yeah. It's, okay, we got an echo. If you well, have uh, something on in the background, turn it, turn, yeah. Uh, or if you're on speakerphone, go to regular phone. Okay. 
because we'll get right. a feedback that way. Okay. Uh, it was it was just my uh, somebody's trying to call me. That's all. Oh, okay, that's okay. Um, we go through that. We go through that on the show. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, I hear. I hear the echoing still. You still hear it? Yeah, I hear it. Right, the feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you okay, have a, um, the show on the computer also too, or? Oh no. You okay, so you're just using the phone totally. totally uh, I'll tell you yeah. in a minute. Yep, I hear it echoing still. You may have oh, to call back into the show. I don't yeah, call even. Back and, call back into yeah, the call show. Yeah, call back so we don't have the feedback. Because I'm hearing the feedback, so our listeners, when they go to hear the show, either now or the archives, are going to get that feedback. So call back in. I'll be waiting on the line for you. I'm sorry to do oh, this to you. Oh, I don't know why we're okay, having this issue. But this, this, uh, this story is very important to us. Okay. Okay, give him a minute. He'll be calling back shortly. I'm sorry about, as usual, technical problems. I'm getting kind of fed up with this uh, show doing this to me. But uh, we will get you the messages out that we need to uh, get out about Vietnam and Agent Orange and his near-death experiences and uh, some of the other things that so many others are still going through now in our age group, 60s, you know, 70s. So I'm just waiting for him to call back in. Not there yet. Okay, David, we're waiting on you. Sorry about all the technical stuff, people. There we go. He's back here. Here we go. Better? I Is that just, better? I haven't. Okay, now I got you on the air. I don't hear the echo now. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah, we can't go on speakerphone oh, okay. or anything like that or background. So, all right. So continue with uh, what happened to you physically and led you to the book and your near-death experiences. Well, all of a sudden, I, I started getting really sick and I needed surgery. So I went uh-huh. into the surgery, and as soon as they opened me up, my heart stopped. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh wow! And how long ago was this? Day? That uh, was in 2003. Okay. So they, so they revived me. They didn't finish the mm-hmm. surgery. Uh, right. So I had to. Go, I wound up having to go back later to get mm-hmm. the surgery. Oh and gosh. It was uh, for a colon colectomy. Removed part of my uh, large intestine. Oh my goodness. Um. And uh, because I was prone to infection and everything, and that was part of the Agent Orange thing, they had yes. to leave me wide did you open. Have, did you do you have? Do you mind me asking? Do you have the diabetes also, or? Yes, I have diabetes. Okay, yeah, that's have, what my husband's known, died of. I have yep. high blood pressure. I have. Uh, I just have a multitude of problems. I've also had. Uh, cancer, gallbladder. Oh my I've gosh. had a lot of th- a lot of different things out, and mm-hmm. um, have I grow a lot of things? 
Right, uh, right. They've been benign so far. Uh-huh. Um, so after I died the first time on the table, uh, when they brought me back, they asked me, do you know what happened? And I said, yeah, I died and my brother sent me back. My wow. brother. you have a brother on the other side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in the Marine Corps. We were in Vietnam at the same time together. And but you he mind was in what the Marine I, Corps. What did, did he die also of Agent Orange related um something or? Uh no, he was uh, uh he was a cop and he died mm-hmm. in 98. Um Wow, sorry. So anyway, he he told me it was his time uh but not mine and to go back. Wow. So when you should have seen there all like you know they all had masks on but their eyes were just popping out of their heads like how did he know? That wow, he died? I mean the um the the doctors you mean. All of the doctors, the entire staff and everything. Mhm. And my my doctor said he knew there was divine intervention. Oh, definitely. They Sounds all knew. like it to me, right? Uh, and one of them said there was almost a glow when I came back. Mm-hmm. So that you was know, the first time you went. You you first time the first time you died, you went to the other the side, and time. what did you see? Well, yeah, the first time you just saw your brother, and he said, "It's not your time." Well, it was you know it was. You know, they say you saw it, you see like a tunnel. It was more like yeah. a, an open space in the, it looked sort of like a tunnel, but it wasn't. And I mm-hmm. I could see like other souls going towards the light, and as they got close to the light, they were mm-hmm. being absorbed by it. Wow. And it was just so peaceful and calm, and oh, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go back. Now that's what they my say. Brother was, my brother was holding his hand up, like his fingers mm-hmm. was widespread open, and he said, "No, go back." Wow! And then I was just slammed back into my body, and that hurt. Oh my gosh! I can that imagine. Big time. Oh my gosh! It was like, just like a body slam, and you mm-hmm. could feel your body just slamming against that hard table. Mm-hmm. The OR. Did any at any point um, before you went uh, as you were dying? The <clears throat> many people that go through what I've heard from the near death experiences actually rise above the body and see the body laying there on the operating table or in the bed. Did you see that? No, I did not. That was okay. that was right. in another one. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And so anyway, on that was kind of it on that one right. uh, to go ahead and speed forward now to the the next one uh, and to get to that on the okay. next one they had to they had to do the surgery and they did the surgery mm-hmm. on the next one and then and how long was uh, the next time? How long was it? Um, it was about, after the first time. It was, a, it was about four months. It was, oh, so there was quite April a gap. They did there. It, 
Well, mm-hmm. it was in no, it's let's see, April to June. Uh huh. And when they did the the next surgery, and okay. they had to leave me open. They had to leave me wide open because of infection. They had to right. do what's called a wet to dry. So I was mm-hmm. wide open. Wow. And then I just got really, really sick, and I started to do the dry heave. Oh, gosh. And what happened is you've heard puking your guts out. Well, I literally did. My intestines came out, and I... Yeah, well, we're, we're, on, we're on censored here, so you can say puke on the air. It's not a problem. <laughs> we, we are very honest on this show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and oh my, my intestines gosh. actually came out of me. Oh, my gosh. And, and they were actually outside. I saw them. Oh, And my that's, God. When, oh. that's when I had my out-of-body. And I went up uh-huh. and out of my body, and I was out looking down on my body. Mm-hmm. And then out of the... I should have suspected something because... A guy came up, and he came through the window and was up and mm-hmm. talking to me. Very calm and quieted, you know, just gave me such a peace and mm-hmm. quiet. And he says, now you have to go back into your body. And you didn't know you, the guy? No, I didn't know him. I didn't, you know, he was, he was Well, what, what did he look calm. like, a regular guy or angel, angel-like, or what do you... Well, what, he was... What did, I I, I okay. realized later he was Jesus. He okay. he looked like that. He looked like the painting from that person that Ash, Ash, had it. Yeah, the Lith- little girl. Lithuania, that one that did the painting in Lithuania. Yeah, Askiani. Like I never say her right, her name right. It's the little girl from Russia. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ashiana. I mean, Ashiana. I only, think to say it. Yep. Yeah. Or of course, his hair was more messed up, and you know. Mm-hmm. He was. It was a hot day. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, <laughs> he was a little more messed up than that. Did um, he look? Um, was he tall? Was he normal size? Was he glowing? Was he? Did he look like a person? Um, besides, he looked like a person. Face- he looked like a regular. He looked like a regular guy. Oh, okay, cool. But he cool. looked like that. Oh, cool. And yeah, I've done a couple I mean, shows just, about her work. Yeah, very peaceful and calming. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Now you have to go back." And I said, "No, that's going to hurt." Would you look at that? <laughs> Guess you told him, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. He says, wow. "No, it will not hurt." Honestly, it won't. It will not hurt you at all. You will feel really? the best. Really? And he says, now, you, now your wife's going to come in. You don't want to disappoint her. Right. He says, you know how she's going to feel. You know, and I'm arguing with him. And I right. said, well, you got a point there. I, I said, I will go, I'll go back in because I don't want to scare her. Mm-hmm. So I went back into my body. There was absolutely no pain. I felt fantastic. Wow. Really? And here it and is. You shouldn't have, though. My, you shouldn't have, though, right? My, huh? Your gizzards were <laughs> hanging out, basically. You shouldn't have felt okay, but you did, right? 
Oh no, I shouldn't have felt fine at all. <laughs> I should have <laughs> wow. Been, I should have been screaming my brains out. Right, right. And then the nurse came in right after my wife and mm-hmm. she was just you know, she was was gonna just bandage it over and my wife says, No, you gotta call a doctor and call a doctor now. Mm-hmm. And she says, No, and she, my wife says, call a goddamn doctor now. Mm-hmm. And the doctor <laughs> wow. came in, and the doctor came in and said, oops, you got to go to the ER. you got to go right oh, now for surgery. Wow. And had they realized you had doctor, died the second time? Did they realize mm-hmm. you were gone and came back? Or? No, nobody knew anything. Really? Nobody they just realized. thought you were just fine. You weren't in a coma or anything like my, that? My, to, doctor, to, my doctor could not believe I wasn't screaming. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Nobody couldn't That's believe a, I was just not screaming in bloody murder because of oh my gosh. the way I looked. Wow. And I so was tell us what happened then. What, what happened they then? Took me, they took me into the ER, I mean, uh, into mm-hmm. the OR. Mm-hmm. And I asked them if, the, you know, you want me to go ahead and just jump over to the table? And they said, no, Mr. Brundage, we'll lift you onto the table. They were afraid my, everything was just going to drop on the floor or whatever. Oh, my God. Wow. And I, after, of course, the surgery and I woke up, then I screamed bloody murder because then they put these cross wires in, in you and... There are tension wires. It's basically piano wire they hook you back together with. Mm-hmm. And they're so tight. It's so tight that it actually cuts into your flesh the other oh way. Oh, my gosh. Cross, mm-hmm. Crossway. Mm-hmm. And it just slowly and slowly cuts into you deeper and deeper and deeper as the time goes on. Oh, my gosh. So much so that after... I guess the uh, two or th- two weeks after thereabouts after that surgery, mm-hmm. my doctor, I started getting real sick, and he was afraid that the bowel was nicked. So he really? sent me down. Wow. To, he sent me down to uh, for a CT scan, mm-hmm. and then I got I got really sick, and I started dry heaving. Then I went out. <coughs> Oh my gosh! And that's when when you I went, went out, you mean passed out, or you went again to the other side? I went again. Oh my gosh! This is this is when you don't I give up, do you, pal? <laughs> you don't give up. No. You're not a quitter. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is when I died in X-ray. Oh and my that's gosh! When, and that's when I got God said what God really? told me to do. Oh, gosh. You sound like you're going to cry. Yeah. Wow. It's okay. You know what? I like the fact that you are showing your your realness, and it's okay. I've cried on my own show, okay? So don't feel bad about that. It's just showing you that um, you're human and that you got a good heart. So 
let it flow. If you want to, if you want to take a few minutes and 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 you know, uh, play a song, uh, take a little break, and we'll come back and continue the story. Actually, I just want to tell my listeners: if you're on the phone, please stay on the phone because uh, the show may go over two hours tonight, and the only way you'll hear it. Uh, is by staying on the phone lines uh, tonight, uh, not on just on Facebook or what have you, uh, because we did have about eight to ten minutes of technical difficulties in the beginning, and this is a great story. Uh, you guys, you have to hear this. So do you want to take a couple minutes and uh, come back? No, because now God is with me. Okay. All right, David, go ahead. And when God is with you, it's just overwhelming. Okay. You know, this is no, why I know clergy. That. This is why clergy pray so much. You know, mm-hmm. because they, they, it's an addiction. Yeah. When you can have, when you can have this much love around you. Mm-hmm. If you could know what it's like to have him envelop you. Yeah. But being there in his kingdom mm-hmm. with him giving with him giving you words to give to people mm-hmm. it's something that is all powerful. They're not new words they've been yeah. said many times before, right, except for. Just a few. Like what, for instance? Use the tools of the day to spread his words. Yeah. Now that's something you and I um, seem to be bonding with. We're both doing this. I do it every single day. Whether it be Facebook or I'm meeting people on the street or the show, I, um, from my own experiences, the death of two of my children and most of my family, I I spread the word because I could either go on crazy or work for the man, you know, and I'm working for the man. Yeah, and you're using the tools of the day. Yep, yeah. And I'm doing it for free, by the way, people. I don't get paid for my show, okay? The books make very little money. This is not about money. This is about spreading God's word, and this is why I do the show, to help people going through grief, to bring them closer to the Lord. And that's why and I people like David Brundage on the show. Yeah, and your book is free. I have to tell you, I will be posting your um, your links again, David, uh, on my regular Facebook, okay? And you have me on your page now uh, where they can go and they'll hear the archive. This show will be forever. Unfortunately, we had the first eight to ten minutes that was messed up, but I think that's that other source that tries to screw the show up because they don't want us to get the word out, you know? <laughs> There's another source around. And uh, but we're not quitters, so that's what we're about. I could have given up after my my children died, but I I chose to keep going, just like you chose to keep going. What I wanted to ask you, Dave, um, when you went for the third time to the other side and you spoke to Jesus, what exactly happened? What did it look like? What did it feel? Well, you, we already know the, the the complete peace and and serenity. What tell me? What did it look like? Oh, what you, did can't, look you can't. You like? can't. You can't. There's 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 no real words to describe because there's nothing here that matches. Right. There's just physically there's nothing here. Right. That I mean because could even come close, right? No. And besides that, 
if I describe something that I liked, it doesn't fit something that everybody likes. Right. And this is right. something that everybody would like. Not oh, yeah. like, but love. Beyond well, we come from there. We come here to learn what it. Um, that's my my opinion is that we just come here. We're in school here. We come here to learn the lessons and complete love. Um, God doesn't start wars. God, you know, he's, everybody thinks, oh, we have to do this, we have to do that. But, but no, there's free will in life, and it's a lot of it's about greed, you know. Um, but you were there. You you're above me and anybody else because you spoke to the Lord. So tell us, you know, minute by minute, second by second, if you can, what happened when you were there. You just well, went there and he automatically appeared or he just reached going, out to you or what happened? there and actually going uh-huh. there. An angel, an angel took me there. Okay. In, in going there, I had, you know, I had a life review mm-hmm. with the good and the bad in getting right. there. And then it was sort of settling in to a place that was just beyond belief. And then just this overwhelming peace and love. It was just unbelievable. Wow, wow. Something just settles over you that you cannot describe Mm-hmm. Um, it just envelops you. Mm-hmm. And then the the voice that talks to you mm-hmm. and tells you that you have a mission, like me. Yep. You got it. Little old me. I say that all the time. (laughs) Peggy from Croton and Hudson, New York. Why me? I think we all do, but some of us to a different degree, you know? You have a major mission. I know that. We've we've talked. But you're not. But, see, we're not unique, and you and I both know that, right, Peggy? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. That's what I'm. No, we all have a mission. That's what I'm saying. We all have a mission. We all come here for one. Yeah. Right. That's. That's the point. And some of these people that think they're prophets, how? Yeah. It's not. Yep. Yep. It's not the case. Yep. I mean, we're all here. He's given many people missions, but they have not fulfilled them. They haven't even, they have not dared to utter the words. No, I know. I know that. I get, you know, I... In my own mission, my own personal mission, which I know what it is pretty much now, I held it in most of my life. I always knew there was something, and I acted out, and I was scared and what have you. But it unfortunately took my children's deaths to bring it out and said, I I have no fear anymore. I, I don't have any fear anymore. I haven't done what you've done, um, you know, spoke to the Lord in the way you've spoke to him. I speak to him every day. But I... Know from the feeling I get and what he he's given me to do to help others that it's real and I don't care who thinks I'm crazy because you know when you tell people things they think we're crazy or not you know what then I say even in my book why do you sit in the church pews 
listening to the, the minister telling you the same thing from the Bible that I'm telling you. Why does that make me crazy? Why am I crazy, you know? You know, so people if just you, don't get if, it. If you believe in God, a higher power, I don't care what you call him. He goes by many names. Yeah, I call him God. I have no problem calling him that. <laughs> I don't know why we have to make up all these names for him, but it's God, you know, that's what I call him. You know, I know we have many religions, but I think there's just one source. And, you know, I guess they can call him whatever you want, right? He is the true, unconditional love. Right. I mean, the experience is love. And mm-hmm. that's what we're here for, is to learn about the un- meaning of love. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't know what that is without all of the pain. All right. of the pain you've exactly. experienced. All, all yep. of the pain that I've experienced. Yep. And one of the things that he told me, that all of the pain that I went through, Mm-hmm. I was offered wow. to get out of that pain. I did not accept it. I only chose God. I was mm-hmm. off the darkness right. to get out of the pain. I what was your life? Let, let me just um, re, you know, go go back, rewind a little bit. Growing up, mm-hmm. what did you grow up? Did you grow up in the church? Were you religious, spiritual, Jewish, Catholic? What were you? Or what are you? Or what um, What were you? Protestant. Just general Protestant. Protestant. Hmm? Okay. Protestant. Okay. Yeah, I didn't hear you right away. Yeah. Um, just originally Baptist, but then um, then somebody said, my father, he only showed up on Christmas and Easter, and they said something to him, so he blew off the Baptist church. Really? Okay. I happen to have a, um, a fellow on my show, Kevin Schopel, and he wrote a book. Um, he's, a, he's a Baptist deacon from um, Arizona. We actually spoke uh, last night and today. We speak quite often, and he, he's been on my show a few times, and we talk about the church and the beliefs and... You know, uh, God, of course, and Jesus, and he quotes scriptures about different things. So, um, you know, and I grew up, my dad worked for the Episcopal Church for 50 years. So I grew up in that, and my mother was a Methodist, so I heard Methodist. So I I had a lot of so-called religion jammed down my throat, but I'm glad because it gave me my spirituality now. Um, Yeah, yeah, it did. It It gave me grounding. It gave me something to look back on because, you know, like... When I was a teen, you know, 16, 17, I, you know, I did everything, crazy stuff that other kids, I didn't do, like, drugs or anything, but I, I acted out. I was I was horrific at times. I was a rotten teenager. Not a mean person. I just did I, a rebel. That's what I call myself, a rebel. And, you know, but that's something, you know, hormones and what some teens do, and most teens, you know, you act out. You have to find who yourself, you know, who you are. And I, I don't claim to be perfect even now. I wasn't perfect then. I'm not perfect now. But I'm glad that I had, as a young child, um, the, the the basic of religion because it it it, it saved my my sanity. Um, 
when especially when I've lost as many as I have, including two of my kids. And uh they were they were not just born either, they were they were in their twenties when they died. And it was a life of hell. They had a terrible illness, cystic fibrosis. Uh my son twenty two, he died four years ago. My daughter was twenty eight, mother of two children, and died on Mother's Day two thousand two. That was awful. You know, to lose anybody's terrible, but to lose one child, let alone two, it's probably the worst thing that can uh, worst thing that can happen to you. You know, but if I hadn't had the faith, I would have maybe taken my own life. I mean, there were times back then I thought about it, but something stopped me because I heard the word. You know, um, in my heart, in my soul, I knew that I have a mission. I have a job to do. I have to represent other grieving parents. So I have to continue on until the Lord decides when it's time for me to go and be joined with my family again. So. You know, so you and I are kind of in, you know, we have different circumstances, but similarly, we both have a word to get out, you know, and uh, we both have a calling. And I just want to tell my listeners, we all have a calling. You just got to find it, to find it. One is, number one is love, peace, and helping others, you know. We have to take from our tragedies and turn, you know, I, I call on my show all the time, Lemons to Lemonade. We have to make lemonade out of it. Well, you see, so, one thing, Peggy, is... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought I was done after I wrote the book of my near-death experiences. I wasn't. Uh, done as far as your work, your mission, you mean? No, done having near-death experiences. Oh, I oh, had eight okay. more. I had, you had eight, more. eight more. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I didn't know about that. I know. <laughs> I thought I'd oh, save goodness. that for the show. <laughs> Save and all your death experience for me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow. I have to keep my sense of humor at times, too, because that keeps you sanity, too. I'm just showing that I'm real, you know? Tell us about... Well, well let's I... go back to the third one. The third one. When you spoke to Jesus, you were in his, in heaven. Um, and you can't describe really what it looks like. It's the amount of love and the beauty, what have you. Um... Did it look at all like they say, like when um, um, Colton uh, Burpo, uh, uh, the little boy that, that did the movie Heaven is Real, did it look like how they described it? Did you see the movie? or? I saw the movie, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I the movie was, of right. course, a movie. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. I wasn't okay. with his heaven. <laughs> okay. Well, no, what, did, was... what, did, what did the heaven look like? That you saw, and I know you said it's not just you're not able to really describe it, but does it? They say that Earth. A lot of people say Earth is a mirror image of Heaven, but Heaven's just much more beautiful with colors you can't even name. Is that true? Well, the colors, the colors themselves have more definition. Yeah, they're more vibrant. Uh, it, right. It's very, it's very difficult to understand the depth of the color. Uh, be, it's because we don't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with it's sort of like going back. You know, the first time we had TV, color TV. Right. You remember? You remember the first time we had color TV? How that used to look. Mm-hmm. And now with high definition, 
Well, right. picture the new high definition times 20, if you can. Wow. Wow. It's sort of like uh, four-dimensional. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because you're you're physically inside it. Really? So you yes, really can't describe it, that, yeah. Right. You're 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 part of it. Mm-hmm. You're not, it's you're not around it. It's not around you are part of it. Mm-hmm. You know how they Because of the control. energy thing they say, because we are all energy. Yeah. I mean, once you, you discard the body, right. we're all energy. We're all part of the source, you know? Right. Um, I'm not really a new age person. People get by my show, they think I'm like into new age. I'm not into tarot cards and all that stuff. No, I'm, I believe that we are one with God because of his love, and he's the father, and he's it, you know? But I, I don't quite understand what they're into. Some of the new age people are saying that we are God. Well, we aren't God. Uh, you know, that, I don't know. I guess I'll know when I get there. But I don't even um, it, pretend to know. I I just have a difficult time saying, well, you, you know, in the comparison uh, area is the old time color television and taking it times the the new high definition TV and then times twenty. Wow! Which you can't even fathom, you know. Wow! Fantastic! I just want to stop you one second, David. I have people in the mm-hmm. chat room. I have somebody else that's uh, had similar experience to you. I just want to tell my listeners and people in the chat: um, you can contact me at Peggy S. M-I-M-M-A-N-E-S-I, can't even spell my last name, on Facebook. Uh, let me know that you found me through the show, and we will discuss your books You know, after that and maybe bring you on at some point, um, because I do bring on authors and what have you. Um, but uh, So there's many other people that have had these experiences, too. Um, but tonight we're going to listen to yours. Um, when you spoke to Jesus... What did he tell you? What did he say besides you have you have a job to do, you have a mission, you have to go back? What did he say? Anything after that or how long did how long were you speaking to him? I know there's no time they say over there, like here. But what did he exactly say to you on the third on the third time? Oh, when God gave me the mission, you mean? Yes, yes. That was the third experience, right? I didn't I didn't speak to him. He just he just gave me a mission. He's okay. giving his word. Okay. Okay, and that's kind of it, really. Um, mm-hmm. I was there. To, I was there to get instruction. That's okay. about it. So was it kind uh, of like telepathically was, speaking? They say we don't actually sit there with words coming out of the mouth, right? Is what you're saying? Oh no, I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't see him or anything. And matter oh, okay. of fact, when I went. To write the book, I mean, um, my memory is not very good. Uh, when I mm-hmm. went to join write the club, my the friend, I, I was an anom. I've got MS. I'm 61. My memory's shot, <laughs> so I, I can, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. When I went is that to from write the, the book, the, uh, 
Is that from the near near death experiences, or from Vietnam, or just because your age, as far as your memory? What do you that's, uh, that's relate the that to? Of just many, a... many strokes that I've had. Oh, okay. I've I'm had sorry. Many, okay. Many strokes. Um, mm-hmm. I actually auto wrote that part. Right. What God said. That's it. Uh, right. I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you now what that says. Wow. I'd have to read it myself. I don't know what's in there. Right. Other than the tools of the day. Right, right. Wow. Uh, um, let's see. What the heck is this? Somebody's writing on here um, wanting to know the name of your disease and automatic writing. How lovely. I don't know what they're talking about here. Uh, I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really not paying too much attention, guys, to the chat right now because I want to hear the story. So bear with us so we can, because we, we get a lot to cover here. Okay, just hang in there, please. Um, okay, okay. Um, so, the, okay, what you heard from him was kind of like telepathically what you're saying, right? It wasn't yeah. like you're sitting down having lunch with him. Okay, because no. I have a gift that the Lord's given me, and I don't sit there and have conversations with him either. I just telepathically get messages for grieving parents, okay? And, um, you know, I people I don't know. So it's coming from somewhere, and I pray to the light. I pray to God, so I know it's from him. Um, but we won't go into that right now. Um I don't sit there because a lot of people call into my show and it's like, well, can you tell me about, you know, where my cat is now? Or And I don't put people down for losing their animals. I love my animals too. Or um, can you tell me what job or who am I going to love? I don't do that, guys. I bring messages that the Lord gives me to heal the grieving, to let them know that their loved ones are on the other side, okay? To let them know that they're safe in his arms. That's all I do. I just want to let people know that. I think people get a little well, confused my, when they tune into my show. Can I tell you a little bit about my my mission now is to bring sure. all of us all of us together and part of it is has to do with the ripples in the fingernails. I didn't know right. it at the time. Well, I didn't know it at the time, but that also has to do with the title in the book, Ripples in Our Lives. Right. The ripples. Did the Lord are, tell you that? Did the Lord telepathically tell you this is what was happen- going to happen? Uh, yeah. Or did you just see it on your own? About, it was no. It wasn't until about the, I think it was the sixth near death experience. Right. He said the uh, the ripples. By the way, is just a reminder of the trip. Right. Uh, right. And it's important that people know this. But mine all grew out, and that's what I said. Mine all grew out. You want me to give the message to everybody, but I don't have any ripples left. Mm-hmm. He says, well, you'll have these. Right. And I took the pictures. I took the pictures. Right. And then what happened? My hard drive hard drive crashed, and all my pictures went away. Wow. So I said, what, what's this about, Lord? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, just like my show tonight for 10 minutes trying to get on. Things happen for a reason. But I just wanted to say something. I had a nursing business for 20-some years. The fingernails, as you well know, and I've 
senior site, of course, and read your stuff. Um, your the fingernails are a telltale, tell all sometimes signs of your health. Um, my children with the cystic oh, fibrosis, lung disease, they would have the clubbing, and the bluish look, yep. uh, lack of oxygen, heart disease. Sometimes you'll get fungus there. Sometimes so you can have all kinds of things in the fingernail uh, that looks weird. But there's a specific thing that you're talking about. Is what I want to tell the listeners: the ripples in the nail. Describe those. Can you verbally describe those? Yes. They're lateral lines, deep mm-hmm. lines that go across the fingernail. Okay. They go across the fingernail, and they can be, you know, very deep ridges. Right. And they will grow, they'll grow out over time, and they're directly related mm-hmm. to a near-death experience. All of the ones for the wow. near-death experience will, in fact, grow out. Wow. Unless, unless you're going to be spiritually connected, and then they'll they'll just keep on being they're going to be wedged in there, and they're going to keep on being in there. And regardless of what you do, they're never going to they're going to keep on growing in there like that. Right, right. And now, what about the lines in the nails? Because that's what I've noticed with myself and my mother, who also had the gift that I had. Um, I had now more of that, the lines. Now, okay. see, that's something that I've found that a lot of people that have a gift, mm-hmm. regardless of what they take or uh, vitamins or whatever they can't get rid of that yep. has something to do, that has something to do with their spirituality okay so that's like the signs the signs that I get I get unbelievable signs from the Lord right okay. I think that that has that has a connection with the spirituality right. and this is this is just a sign of a connection mm-hmm just a sign. Right. Now, there's going to be all kinds of people who are going to say, hey, it's this, it's the medical aspect of it. Of course. But, you hey, know. Open, Debbie Doubters. Yeah. Open <laughs> up your mind and say that, hey, this is an, yet another thing that can, in fact, be a connection. Why not? Mm-hmm. Because well, it's found, funny because I remember my mother having this, and I always wondered because I didn't see it in too many. It it was unusual, and it wasn't ugly. She had like great nails, okay. Um, um, but I remember that, and recently I always get my nails done. The past couple of months I've just not been getting them done for some reason, and right before I connected with you. I had noticed those ridges in my own nails, and I'm like, gosh, I wonder if that's coming with age or is that mom had those. But I don't, being that I was a geriatric, uh, did geriatric care for 20-some years, I dealt with a lot of old people. I didn't see that on their hands. But I noticed it the same type that my mother had on mine. So there was definitely um, a connection there, you know. Yeah. As far as my, now, my you know, what my gift is, yep. There's going to be a lot of naysayers, but there's a lot of naysayers right. for everything. There's a lot of naysayers for 
near-death experiences, a lot of naysayers. Yeah. And regardless of how many religions it crosses, everybody sees the tunnel. Everybody sees right. the connection. I mean, right. how many times? And it's the same deal with UFOs. How many people have seen UFOs? I did in 1966. Yep. Oh, we saw one in the 80s that was on, um, oh gosh, what was that show, Um, Unsolved Mysteries? I remember it was Mm -hmm. in July of 1980-something. My mother, it was for my mother's birthday, coming down, uh, people that live in my area, to Conic State Parkway, uh, and everybody pulling to the side of the road, that thing that made no noise, and everybody was pulling off the road, and next thing I know, I saw it with my own eyes. had no noise, it was not, they said it was plain for me. I said, baloney, there was no noise. We saw that on more, yeah. more than one occasion. I wasn't like looking for UFOs. I said, holy cow, my husband pulls off. The kids see it. I see it. Next thing you know, it's on Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, the same day I saw it the first time. And it's like, what the heck is this all about? <laughs> you know, what is this about? Yeah. You know, I didn't imagine. Everybody else saw it too, and it ended up on TV. had nothing to do with me. You know? Nope. And it's just, it's just. A lot of things people are going to say, no, it's not this, it's not, it's something else. But I was told that this is just a connection to put us together. That's all. Right. Well, what, what not, are the, the UFOs? Are they what they think extraterrestrial, or are they messengers? Are they angels of they God, are. or what is it? No. Of course they are what? Oh, they are. Okay, that there are other worlds. Yeah, there's just other worlds. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, we're, I mean, how, how ridiculous is it that we're the only ones? <laughs> yeah, this is true. It's a big world. It's many worlds out there, you know. There's so much un- unknown. And uh, I think people, out of fear, just, they want to come here and... You know, just celebrate their holidays with their families like I used to do and 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 go on and happy, happy, joy, joy, and Christmas comes and go to work and go on vacations. There, but there's so much more. That's why I can oh, deal with it. You know, there's – I don't have uh, – I, I write poetry too. I, I call my, my – since my children died, empty chairs at my table. I don't – look forward to the holidays like I once did and, and I don't have that way of thought anymore that when everybody gets so psyched about Christmas, yeah, I like Christmas too. I have two other ch- living children. One I don't see, I haven't seen in four years in another state, but one at home. And I make the dinner and go through the the, the, the motions, but it wasn't the same. I'm missing my husband and my other two children that I had 20-some years of holidays with. So I don't look at life about Christmas anymore and just the birthdays. And Yeah, they're all fine and dandy and great. I love them. But it's different for me. I look beyond the, the holidays like other people look. I, does that make sense to you? Uh, maybe it doesn't, but there, I, I look more toward God uh, than I ever did since I've lost them. Um, what's to come, you know? Um, we get, I think we get little tidbits by the feeling you get like Christmas morning. That if Christmas morning feels good, can you imagine what spending Christmas with the Lord is going to be like every every for eternity? You know, like you said, you can't describe it from like the original color TV to the the um, 
the the way TV is now with all the I don't know what you want to call it. I'm not very technical. With the way with the way it's put together now, can you imagine the feelings that you will feel then? Um, the joy is what I'm saying of eternal Christmases Here's, and eternal dates and things together look, with our people we love. Don't look towards the future. Look towards mm-hmm. the meaning of what you can gain towards love now and understanding the word. That's oh, yeah. what the Lord oh, wants yeah. you to understand. Yep, yep. That's only no, I agree with what that. He, wa- he wants you to understand it. Yep. You can, yep. You can well, that's what I'm saying. Around. I think differently than most people now. That's what I'm, from what I've been through. I've had so many losses in such a short time, you know, uh, siblings and kids and two nephews and husband. I experienced all the losses that you could have pretty much, okay, in a short amount of time. So most people, I think, would say, how how do you do it? They say to me, how do you do it? Well, i got a choice to live or die. So I've taken what I've gone through and taken that pain to show that I can continue the love in my heart even without my family here in the human part, part, you know, because there's so much more than the here and now. doesn't mean I can't be happy here and now. Sure, I can still laugh and celebrate and have is what I'm trying to say, but some people just focus on that, you know, and, and don't want to face mortal- their own mortality. And then, you know, people like me that have had so many losses, I'm a, a reminder of we are not, you know, we're not... We're not going to be here forever, you know what I mean? And uh, and that's what I tell a lot of my grieving parents that because there's like everybody walks away from me now and nobody wants to talk to me. And it, it happens to every one of us because we are a reminder what can happen to them and they don't want to think about it. They want to go and play their little playhouse and pretend that it's all about you know Christmas with the kids and it's all about this and that. Uh, that's the point I'm trying to make. But there's so much more to life than that. There's so much more to eternity than that. So that's the point I want to stress. But like you're saying, it's about the love that the the love we're learning love. Yeah, you know that's what grief is about. It's like the love that you have for somebody that's so important to you. It's that love is grief. Grief is love. I mean, it's just showing. It's just a. It's giving you a taste of something. You know, um, it's so hard. Like like you say, it's so hard to put into words. It really is. Yes, it is. And I, do and I just want try to help pic- people to know, understand that. Yep. So, I'm sorry. I do want more pictures from my website of people with a f- fingernail, so I can uh, so I can show what it is. I hope I do get some more. Um, okay. Well, the, yeah, I'm gonna put. Um, I got your site on my page, but after the show tonight, and like I said, all my shows are archived. Then go back and listen, and forget the first ten minutes. I guess because it was a disaster. But I, we will be posting that, and uh, I'll be directing them to your site, uh, David, and um, to give you the pictures. You know, to 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 kind of put this all together with the the message that God gave you about the. Um, the visits, the near-death experiences. So, okay. So you've done yep. three. You've done eight more since then. What happened with each one? What happened with each one? What, what did you see differently? What did you feel differently? What was the message? Well, other than you know the the deal about what the ripples meant, it was mm-hmm. each one I just gained more and more knowledge as to 
what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is what I'm doing now. Actually, I'm I'm sp- spreading the word and yep. going back to work. Uh, for I lost everything I had for mm-hmm. almost three and a half years. I was right. in a, almost a veg, vegetative state. Wow. From about 2009 to 2013, mm-hmm. I was totally incapacitated. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get on the Internet. I couldn't. I didn't know how to program. I, I didn't know how to interface with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became a true basket case. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me ask you a question. When you found the ripples in the nails, did you talk to the doctors about that at all? Your doctors? Because that's going to be a question everybody's going to... Um, yeah. uh, people are going to ask that. Like, what did what did the doctors say? Did they think you were crazy? Or did they say, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this? Or did they listen to you? What it, What happened? What happened? Oh, well, I, I told my doctor, and I showed mm-hmm. him, and he he just he, he kind of chuckled. And then I said, well, I said, if the body died, that's kind of mm-hmm. traumatic to the, the circulatory system. Right. You know, if you want a scientific explanation... Lack mm-hmm. of oxygen and everything else for that length of time is going to have a impact. Right. So yeah, that would that would cause an impact like that. And mm-hmm. I had like three of them fairly close together, so I had like three lines going across, growing across my nails at the same time. I said like these mm-hmm. three. Here's my three three near death experiences, and I showed them on every fingernail. And mm-hmm. he says, yeah. I says, yeah, there's my three nerd NDEs. So right what did there. he think? You were crazy? Or what, what did no. he think? What did he say? No? He says, your explanation is scientifically sound. Wow. And he says, the one where, you know, God said that they're to link people together, you're going to have a mm-hmm. hard time selling that. I said, I don't care if I have a hard time. I I don't care if I have a hard time selling that. He said, I just said, you know where I've been. Mm -hmm. Not too many people have been with him. (laughs) Yeah, right. And come back. Now, what did what did he say about that? Now, you said because of the extent of your um, illness and your surgeries and that you have flatlined and then they brought you, you've come back. Now, I'm going to say brought you back, but came back. And did they just shake their heads and say, you're a miracle? Have they called you a miracle? Yes. Okay. They don't even, they don't even know why I'm alive now. Okay. Let me ask you another question. Do you document this in your book? And I just want to tell my listeners, um, the book is free, by the way. So it's, this is not about money, guys. Um, but you know, if you want to donate for the veterans, what have you, that's there's a do- donation. No, that's, that, I mean, don- that donation it. by that donation does in fact go to me. I need oh, something does. Okay. to pay for the website. 
Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Hey, we yeah, all got to see. Yeah, I, I know that. <laughs> I know that. I know that. Downloading it does cost money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's what people come up to me when they can you give me a book? Like, I'll hand them a book and, oh, thank you. I'm like, oh, well, who do you think pays to get it printed? Do you think the publisher pays for that? <laughs> I have to pay for I make like a dollar a copy. I'm a bestseller since it came out in two years, the past two years. If they knew what I made, it's pathetic. I owe money. I owe money. Believe me, guys, I owe money on them because I went through yeah, well, a regular publishing the first time, and not this time with the other four books coming out, but I'm um, doing it something different. Yeah. But I my, owe money, my, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, my pub, my published books I lost $13,000 on. Well, I, I gave 5000 in a whole month. Oh, wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I bought them and I gave them away. Wow. Well, I'll tell you a well, real quick story. That what? I'm sorry? Well, you know, there, there were God's words in there, and I wanted to give them away, so as I I yep. gave away as much as I could. I didn't yep. have any more well, money. I've given so. some, too. Yeah, no, I know. On top of my losses in 2012, the, when my book came out, um, I, and I got the book out, I was a victim of Hurricane Sandy. So after all my losses, I also lost everything I own and almost the life of my my other another child and myself. And I uh, had to start over. Lost my memories. Every I live on the Hudson River in New York. Everything went into the river. Uh, everything. Yeah. I had three feet of water in my house. So I I know the feeling. And six weeks after my book, I got still got my book published. Everything was trying to stop me, but. Like you, it's about the word in the book. It's not just about I tell them about my life. I tell about my – I have multiple sclerosis, so I'm not well. I talk about my two children that have cystic fibrosis, so I teach people. But then I lead into the signs that showed me that like, there is life after death and about my spirituality and about the Lord. You know, So it's it's about teaching people, and I tell people – I write like I talk. I'm not you know, a big shot. I'm not um, a scholar. You know, I'm not stupid, but I'm not uh, a writer-writer. I write like I talk. Yeah. I get a message out. That's what it's about. You know? That's what it's about. Oh, I live I live on disability and Social Security. Huh? By no Hello. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So do I. That's what I'm on. That's what I'm on. I'm on the same thing, pension and Social Security. But we yep. just yep, my, we just yep. got a job to do. That's all. Yep, yep. That's why we are. Well, I know with my MS. That's why I can't. I used to be like a workaholic. I had to with the, my children's illnesses and work around them. And and here I should be retired in some place. No, nope, I sit in my house and I write and I do the show and I help other people through the losses and. That's my. That's what my life is. I would love a vacate, but that's not so important anymore. I'd like a break here and there, but I. It's not that I. That's not what what I need to do. I need to do get the word out, just like you. They don't understand once God gives you a gift like this that you can't help yourself. You have to do it. You have to follow through. You just have to do it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, do you do you open this to questions from? Well, I have um, – actually, I have people that have been on the chat room asking as we go along, and I've been wanting to hear your story. But I think, you know, I'm going to bring you on another time if that's okay. Maybe we'll do a part two um, because there's so much more. Would you be willing to do that, being that things got screwed up in the beginning? Sure. 
Okay, number two, I just wanted to let to, we're, we're down to um, the last half an hour of the show, but if you call in now at one three four seven eight three eight nine two zero one, we can actually on the phone lines and I think maybe the chat room too, go over the two hour limit if we we should do so, and then we'll bring you back on another time to finish. I mean, because there's so much more to talk about, like how you and I connected. Um, but that's yes. something I wanted to bring up. So then again, real quick, call in now. It's one three four seven eight three eight nine two zero one. No, I don't make money from you calling in. It's your regular phone. I have a plan where I can call anywhere in the United States. So, and it's no more. So it's you know the United States call. Uh, if you're international, our show is international. You can Skype us by going to my my page at uh, Blog Talk Radio dot com slash Peggy S like and Sam M I M M A N E S I and you can Skype the show and remain on with us also uh, to talk to us or to listen and the show after the uh, I have to get my 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 plug in here so people know um, the uh, the show is archived all my shows are archived forever so you can hear the show after uh, about fifteen minutes after the completion but if you call now you, we can stay on after the next half an hour for a little bit. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out, and I'm definitely going to have you back on. But before we get into any callers, I have people on the board, and I had a couple that wanted to talk. I'm down to one. Everybody else just listening right now. Um, because I kind of like – I usually open the show up when I'm reading people and bringing messages. But um, I want to touch something else before we even do the second show with you. Your friend that narrated the book, please tell us how that happened. That is really important. Talk about signs from from the Lord. On top, and you have concrete proof. Like I have pictures that people can see, not just orbs. I have actual pictures on my site. Um, tell them about your friend Michael. Is it? Oh, Mike Knox. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mike just out of the blue. I get a call on the phone. Okay. And he says. Is this Dave Brundage? I said, yes. He said, mm-hmm. well, but God sent me to you. I said, what? He said, yeah, God sent me well, to wait, you. Is this, was your book out already at that point or not? Yeah, my book was out. Okay. 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 Uh, this is in 2006. The book had been out for a year. Okay. And I was... Um, still sick, very sick. Mm-hmm. Right. He said, God sent me to you. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I thought it was... Did you say it was some nut? Some nut thing. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah, really. I've had people like that contact me, too. Yep. And, uh, you know, being very cautious, but I wanted to be mm-hmm. polite. Right. He said, yeah, I have the tools of the day. And... I didn't even know what that meant because, like I said, I yeah, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. Explain it. <laughs> and he said, "Well, I'd like to read what God said," and then I knew okay. what what that was about. And then he okay. proceeded to tell tell me he was the uh, president of the company. He created what was called Voice to the Page, and he created where you could call in using a telephone okay, uh, and put stuff on the internet. Okay. And I said, okay. 
So we became very, very good friends. Uh, now, where was he from? Mike, was he from Texas? No, he was from California. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Mike also, Mike also created uh, John Madden Football. Okay. The wow. video game. Okay. Uh, he had he had done some music and he had done a lot of different things. He was now. Was he asking for he, money to do any of this, or was it all done free? Or no, what? He, How wasn't, he he wasn't asking for a nickel. Okay, we we just need to let the listeners know this. It wasn't about profit, guys. Okay. It you know that, and I know that, but I just want them to know that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. It was not about profit at all. He said, Amen. I would like to just I would just like to read that in and put it on my website if that's okay. I said, uh-huh. Sure. Right. So I still didn't even know who he was and so he called me the next day. He says, Okay, it's up on the site. I said, What? <laughs> he said, yeah, you can you can hear it. Right. So I went to that site, and sure enough, it, mm-hmm. it was not only on that site, it was all over the Internet. Wow. He had told he had told numerous people about it. Wow. And they had automatically linked it and done all kinds of things. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. my entire near-death experience was, now you could hear it. Wow. And I will be posting that site, people, after the show again for you to go and listen to it if you like. Um, Question for you. Not question for you. Please tell the people the name of your book (laughs) so they they know what the name of it is. Oh, it's Ripples in Our Lives. Okay. And the website is ripplesinourlives.com. Okay, very simple. Ripples in your okay, we're gonna put that on the chat room right now. Ripples in our lives. I did mention it at the beginning, but people, you know, tuned in afterwards, so I want them to know. Okay. And you can uh on there there's a little thing and you'll see Mike Knox and there's a little sound button, that's what you click on to hear it. Yeah, I started now, listening Mike, so I didn't get to hear the whole thing, but I, I did start listening to yeah. it. Now Mike wasn't sick at the time. He didn't right. know he was going to get sick. Right. And he uh, got sick, and he died. Oh, probably four years after he read that in. What did he die of? Do you know? He died of uh, cancer. He had stage four. Okay. They went to his liver, all through his intestine, mm-hmm. everything. Right. And right. I talked to him. I talked to him the night before he died. Mm-hmm. And he said that God talked to him just be- that night, and he said that was his mission. And his that. job was over. Okay. Yep. And he had completed his mission. Right. I hear you breaking up. It's okay. Take your time. Oh my gosh. It's okay. Yeah, that was hard. That's your human side showing again. This is a good thing. It's a good thing. I get the job broken down and cried in my own show, so 
we show that you know it's this isn't a joke guys this is this is real these are real feelings and the experiences that we have you know and um we're here to show you, you know, whether I'm Peggy Amanisi from Croton and Hudson or he's David Brundage from Texas. We got a mission to do, you know. It doesn't matter who you are. It just you're chosen to do this and uh, got to do it. Got to do what you got to do, as they say, you know. Oh, wow. Mike was a Navy veteran. Okay. And he completed his mission. But he didn't mm-hmm. even know it at the time. But wow. you fall out of the blue like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, never he had never met, met Mike before. Did he? He never nope. saw your book even, right? And he just called, nope. gave him a, it said, call this guy. Okay. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Just totally out of the blue. Yep. yep. And then we became good friends. Yeah, God happens to put people, I'll tell people, because he's, he's done this with me, too. He's put people in my life, and um, I've lost two very, very close friends uh, 12 days apart right before Christmas this year. P- people that meant something to me, really. I mean, all my friends do, but very important people. Since her death, and I took the human side of it really bad again because I still grieve my friends and my family. I still have that part, even though my belief I'm still human. But they had just recently put somebody else in my life, kind of like your mic, okay? And I'm now writing, going to be writing a fifth book about that, um, about my experiences with that. That's my my book on the soul. Okay, so God has a way of doing things. It's strange. It's weird. I, you know, as being human, we question. It's like, how the heck does this happen? You know, I question all the time. You know, I question like, but I'm learning not to question now. I'm learning to um, just accept what He gives us, like you accepted Mike in your life. You know. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was just amen to that. Unbelievable. Now, now you know it was very strange. Also, to mm-hmm. the other the other part of the story after Mike died, okay, his business went right. went downhill. <coughs> right. And did he have a partner or anything that, or, or what? Well, his 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 partners kind of you know went out of the went downhill and everything. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, you know, I talked to Suckenberg and who invented, you know, Facebook and everything way back when. Mark Suckenberg, yeah. Actually, yeah, I think he lived right not too far from me. Yep. And, Maybe um, like 20 miles of that. Yep. We were going to do business with him. Uh, wow. And this is a kid who's like a multi-billionaire now, right? Oh yeah, I mean, <coughs> he had just—he was still doing it in in the colleges when we were doing it. Uh, wow. Voice to page. Uh huh. And MySpace and all of that, all of the different things, and mm-hmm. you know, Voice to page is still going a little bit, but nowhere near what Mike would have had it. If he had lived, right? Um, wow! But Mike and I. Now tell us about this voice to page. What is it's is voice to page still out there? Or yeah, it's kind but of it's like not, the. Okay, go ahead. Not doing very well. I mean, the okay. the concept is still good, but 
It's like narrating. It it's narrating a book, right? Hmm. No, it's it, just well, a narration. No. Okay. Explain to people. Uh, uh, no, I have it on my own what thing now. <laughs> yeah. I, right. I, because what the server and everything that Mike's voice was on, uh-huh. they don't. Um, I got it transferred over because Mike was on my butt. Right. From heaven. Right. To transfer it. I got mm-hmm. it transferred two days before it was removed from the server. Oh, my goodness. How did Mike come to you? Did, was that another near-death experience for you, or did he just, like, I get my signs from people to get messages? How he did just, he come to you in a dream, or or what? Oh, um... After no, he, he passed, just, I mean, did... Okay, did he appear to no, you, he or? Just, No, he just told me. Okay. He said, Dave, get it done. <laughs> like in your mind, like I get it. Like he, 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 like that telepathically told you or, yeah. you know, some p- yeah. people will say, well, I have somebody that sits yeah, there and he, talks to me. Some, you know, but I get it. I get it that way too, the telepathic way. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't appear. Sometimes, some wow. appear, some don't. Right, right. But I'm loving this he was, show. He I really was very am. Strong. I, gosh. Right. And he you said really he was a, uh, a a Navy veteran. Was he also a NOM or, or not? No, no. He okay. was young, he was a lot younger than me. He was only okay. forty. Did he ever like go through desert? Uh, what do you call it, desert storm or any of the other? No. you know things. Okay. No. All right. He was never cool. in war at all. And what, how come, why did God give him the message, you know? I mean, what was, did he go through a near-death experience himself at one point, or he just woke up one day and God says, call Dave Brundage. He just came out of the blue. That's it. That's it. Holy cow. Holy cow. Wow. Wow. He was never very religious, and all of a sudden, he just, he was just told, and his... Wow. Uh, parents, his parents was a pastor, <clears throat> so he had you know the upbringing, mm-hmm. but he didn't really practice himself. And what religion were the sudden, parents? He just, hmm? You said the parents uh, were religious, Protestant, I guess. Oh, Protestant. Just okay. Protestant. And not that it matters, guys, because you know what? As long as you believe in God, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just all of a sudden, he was. Uh, it, there was no question in his mind. He was told by God that he was mm-hmm. to contact me. Wow. Well, see, my what I was just telling you, um, Dave. That's where I come into this. Um, I contacted you out of the blue. You know that, right? We discussed that. Yes. Because of the okay, just out of the blue, something drew me to you. Something. And it was because of the, uh, I've had the guests on, they're going to be on again, Christine Dominiak show, I saw something about you on the page, and I deal with, I'm doing a lot, I'm writing for the books, and I'm the show, and counseling people, and and living life, and dealing with my MS, and I don't go to a lot of the other sites, something told me to go there, and then boom, there you were, and then we talked, okay, I was drawn to you, um, the person that came into my life after my last two losses in December, 
um, just came into my life out of the blue who's brought me even further to what I'm doing, okay? And it happens to be a neighbor. <laughs> it's a crazy situation, but I'll talk about that on another show. Um, that's how God works, people. He He puts people in our lives for a reason. Not like uh, Michael came into Dave's life always or how this other person came into my life or how I ended up coming into Dave's life. It just happens, you know. It, it, it's not always like someone will pick up the phone and say, "Hello, God told me to call you." That kind of is what happened with the other person in my life, but it's kind of the message I got to contact you, you know. So we're all part of this. I shouldn't call it scheme. Part of the plan. It's not a scheme. It's a plan. You know, God's purpose for love and 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 um, what it's really all about. You know, to make it right. To make it right. It's more. It's more or less saying, God is. Yep. That's about That's it. That's what I'm telling right? you. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yes, it is. That's what it is. He's real. You know, you, like I tell, I, there's a part in my book again. I sit. In, we sit in the church pews, and and then. But what I when I tell you this, I'm crazy. I'm not. Oh, you know, she she's you know she's really going off the deep end since she's lost those kids. Heck no! I was always off the deep end. <laughs> I was always different. I'm not off the deep end, people. Trust me. <laughs> I'm as more normal, maybe more normal than you are, if you believe it or not. You know, I mean, I yes, I deal with my MS, and I'm an asthmatic, and uh, I have my my medical issues. You know, but I also have a gift. You know, and it's God given. It's not of the devil. And you know, I get Christian other Christians bashing me, and like, oh. Well, you know, Christians don't judge other Christians, do we? God judges people. You know, read the Bible. That's why I have Kevin, who's the Baptist uh, deacon on my show, to explain that part. Yeah, there, there's maybe people out there doing things and, and of, not of the light. Sorry, I'm not I'm not sitting here reading tarot cards and all the stuff that some people do. I'm not into that myself. Okay, I don't look in crystal balls. And I'm not Whoopi Goldberg, you know, on, on Ghost, you know. Um Mine is to heal people, to heal and bring them to God. You know, David is to heal people and bring them to God. Uh, Michael was to heal people, to bring David, you know, to bring others to God. My friend, I'm not going to mention her name, but, you know, because she's not ready yet to whatever, we're working through things, to help me through, made my gift even more so and her gift more so because of God's intervention. God intervenes. God does things in mysterious ways. God is mysterious, but he's there, you know. So what do you think, David, is the biggest message that God, like you said, it's just that I'm here, right? Plain and simple. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? I have somebody. Hold on. You want you you want to answer a question? Uh, to, uh, see what sure. this person has to say. Okay, it's area code five zero five. I don't know where it is, but let me say hello first because there's a five second delay. Just give me your first name and the part of the world or the part of the country you're from. Okay, hold on. Good evening. Hello. 505? Is someone there? Hello? Did you want to speak to us? You hit the one cue usually means you want to speak to us. Hello? Okay. Well, I guess that's not working. <laughs> I heard something like a bird in the background. What do you think that was about? 
Wow. Somebody was there. Somebody's been holding on the line. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yep. Well, I guess they didn't want to talk, you know. Um, I have people on chat, too. Maybe we can answer some chat questions. Um, um, Oh, have you ever seen it? Someone asked, did you ever see a UFO yourself? See what? A UFO. Yes. Okay. What, when you were in the service or recently or when? When? More than one occasion? No, just once. In April of 1966, just before I went overseas. Oh, okay. Uh, I went, just before I went overseas, I was going over to Japan, and then from Japan I went to Vietnam. A whole squadron got transferred. And I was with uh, five other guys, four other guys. Right. And we were in Massachusetts on the Beltway of 128. Okay. And that was a a night that, I mean, it was reported by thousands of people to radio and everything. 1966. Wow. And April of 1966. And I, mm. my buddy says, hey, there's a UFO following us. And I was driving. What did it look like? What did it look like? Like you see on... It was... Uh, oh, I got like I got real close. I got real close. <laughs> did you? Wow. Oh, yeah. Real, real close. <laughs> How uh, close? Share it. <laughs> probably, a, probably about 50 yards. Wow. It landed uh, or what? It was falling. I got out of the car. Really? And it was following us in the in the rearview mirror, and my buddy says, "Hey, wow. is UFO following us?" I said, "Yeah, it was." <laughs> yeah, uh, I know, I know. We as kids and grown men used to go UFO hunting. There was one following us, and there was Holy one cow. following us. <laughs> okay. Then it came up, and I pulled over on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and got out of the car, and then it came up. And it was like out in a field, and I pulled mm-hmm. over, and I got up. My hair stood up, and got into an area okay. where everything just got silent. And well, where was this again? People, was was it Japan or here? Or where was it again? Oh, here in uh, the Massachusetts? United States, Massachusetts, in Burlington, uh, okay. one twenty-eight belt. Um, okay. I'm brain dead when it comes to um, directions. I'm really bad with that. So, Right around the Boston area. Okay. I've been to Boston. Been to Boston. And I was looking at it, and a buddy of mine, he got out of the car and he's dragging me back. He said, come on, get out of here. But as soon as we got up really close, that close to it, all yeah. of the sound was absorbed. There was no sound around us. You couldn't even hear the really? cars from a major highway. Wow. And he, he just he just grabbed me by the neck and he said, Get out <laughs> So you didn't stay around, you like exit stage left? <laughs> you you didn't stay yeah, to see made, if there was something go. coming out of there or what? No, nothing was coming out of there. But the light like pulsated okay. up and down. In, uh-huh. in the craft, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really cool to look at. Yeah. And then it just it just <laughs> took off Excuse and me. went straight mm-hmm. up. Wow. It what did it look like, like though? Was it a round um, ship it was, or was it, was it huge or like a saucer, like a flying saucer, like they say? Yeah, it was a round disc type, um, and there was three of them. But this one was. Well, oh, there was more than one. Holy crap! Yeah, this this one was by itself, and it joined right. the other ones, and it like pulsated up. And wow. It was probably. Oh, I'd say thirty to forty feet across, mm-hmm. and about twenty feet high. I mean, well, wow! I, I forget. It was it was big. And well, the thing that I saw that night in the eighties that was on TV that that was the size of a football field. This thing was humongous. It's following every everybody down the Taconic State Parkway. And you could always Google it on uh, the 1980s. It was in July, around my mother's birthday, the 27th. So it was right maybe the 25th, 24th of July of 1980, let's see, 86 maybe? eighty Between 84 and 86, okay? And Google it on, on Unsolved Mysteries. It'll talk about it. It was right in my area. I saw it. I saw it, and it creeped the hell out of me. It really creeped me out. But I'm going to tell you one more story. When I was a kid, a bunch of us from Croton and Harmon, there's two sections. And I know we have some of my listeners, actually a friend of mine from in Texas now, grew up with me. And uh, we were all gathered at the local Grand parking lot because we were going to look for UFOs. And this is back in the probably, let's see, maybe 64, 1964. We were kids, all on bicycles, you know, from different sections of town. We're sitting in the middle of the parking lot. We woke up, and this thing came down upon us that time, too. We scooted. The kids that lived in the Harmon section, which is one section of the town, scooted to Harmon. The other kids scooted uptown Croton, Grand Street area, for my Croton listeners. There was about 15 of us. And, you know, and my, my people that are on the phone that were from the area, I'll tell you who was with me. <laughs> Many people that we know from Croton, old-timers, that I grew up, we all grew up with. We never really talked about it. It scared the hell out of us. It came right down on us. And we were just goofing. We were just like, oh, let's go look for UFOs, okay? And it happened. <laughs> so be careful what you ask for, okay? And then the thing that was on the um, Unsolved Mysteries that we saw that... We didn't ask for that night, you know. It happens, you know. I don't know what they are. I have no idea. It creeps me out. But do you think the government covers up a lot of this or what? They sure. say that all the time, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they say there's been records just found, and then they, but you know, you don't know what to believe. And I believe anything at this point. You know, I've seen so many things happen over the years, so. Well, you know, Dave, we're down to the um, last uh, six minutes of the show. I just want to let the people know real quick. Uh, I'm not getting off yet, but um, the show's name is Signs Your Loved Ones Send Us at blogtalkradio.com slash Peggy S. M. N. E. C. We're on live every Tuesday night. All shows are archived. About 15 minutes after the show, you can hear them again. Um, like I said, tonight's show, the first 10 minutes, void it because we had a lot of technical problems. Um David, uh, David, my guest tonight is a Vietnam vet, David Brundage, and uh, I grew up actually with people by the same last name as you. A lot of people in my area's last name is Brundage. <laughs> it's a 
just want to let you know that I probably know relatives, right? You don't have any relatives in New York, do you, David? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of... There, actually, there was a big family name in the town I grew up, Brundage. Um, your book is called... Tell them the name of the book again. So they Ripple can uh, Google it. Okay. I just want them to hear you say it. I will post the sites. Uh, we have about five minutes left to the show. And since the... Uh, we don't have... Uh, it's just you and me on the caller zone. Everybody else is on the... Um, they're probably listening through Google, and, and I see more people in the chat room still. Um, people were asking right and left questions all through the show about uh, in chat. Um, uh, some were talking about uh, their books uh, presented by Gold Star, Mother of the International Association of Near-Death Studies. Did you ever hear of them? Did you ever go to that um, conference? And it was in North Beach uh, last summer, they said, wherever that is. Oh, no. I haven't gone to any of the... Uh Places. I've been, I've been too oh, sick. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, you still are very ill. What is your um? Do you mind me? And people were asking, what is your condition now? What is um? <clears throat> excuse me. Physically, I I didn't take my albuterol. I'm having a hard time here. Um, <clears throat> what is your actual physical condition now, David? If you don't mind me, do you mind me asking, or do you, if you don't want to just go no. and say no, you know. Okay. No, I I I still have uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, post traumatic mm-hmm. stress. I'm, I'm okay. still 100% disabled. I don't I don't mm-hmm. travel much. I require a lot of rest. Okay. Uh, what about the uh, intestinal uh, issues? The things that you had surgery on are they okay now, or did they take out part of the intestines, or what did they do? Did they re re um, oh, I'm, I'm, resection I'm it, or what did I'm, they do? I'm missing three feet of my small intestine, 18 inches of oh my, my colon. I've uh, uh, had a reversal of the uh, colostomy, so I don't have that anymore. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm missing my gallbladder. Oh, my goodness. Um, I've had my prostate. You're like the bionic man that reversed. <laughs> I have to tell you something, David. It's kind of funny. Um, real quick, I just want to tell you a story. Um, I was told a few weeks ago by somebody that I was going to meet somebody in connection that my husband was working from the other side who was a Vietnam vet and died because of Agent Orange. That inspired me to write that book on the soul, which I'm going to be writing, which I'm not even really doing that much yet because I'm trying to get the other ones out. That's where I think our connection, besides how we did meet, our connection comes in. I have to tell you something. Your voice is almost identical to my late father-in-law's. You sound almost identical, and it's kind of weird. Um, I told you I had many losses close together. My husband died April of 2010. His father, that you sound like, died August of 2010, and then my son died February of 2011. So three generations died within nine months, my son, my father-in-law, and my husband. The father, you, I feel like I'm talking to his father right now. And I was told, like I said, just a couple of weeks ago by someone that had been on my show that, that gave me something, information about the book I needed to write and that it was my husband bringing it through that I needed to write this book on the soul and that somebody was going to be coming into my life related through my husband and then here you are, another Vietnam vet with Agent Orange. This was all planned. Yeah. I oh. didn't even tell you that part, did I, before the show? No. No. 
Well, being that we're the only callers, the show will shut down in about two minutes, David. Um, are you free most Tuesday nights? I'd love. To, I want to have you back on and in the entirety and just talk about everything, more about the surgeries sure. and more of the visits with the Lord. I, I really, I, we didn't even touch the tip of the iceberg at this point. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is kind of like my first book, just an outline of what, what this was about. Um, but we're down to like a minute and a half. I'm going to be posting um, where to find David and his book. Um, I've been doing that, but I'm going to do it again on my site at Peggy S. Emanese, uh at Facebook. And David's site is David Brundage at Facebook. Can they join you and say if they met you through the show, David? Sure. That's I'm fine. sorry, I just got the word 93. Okay, David. David, I want to thank you. We're down to the last minute, and I'm just getting the word that uh, we're going to be signing off. I want to thank my listeners for their patience tonight. I want to thank you, David. Um, this has been an awesome experience for me. Uh, we need oh, to talk you. more. Um, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Here's my joke. No, thank you. Um, Elvis has not left the building yet, so I have to keep my sense of humor. But I really would like you back on it. And talk more. I'm sorry, they keep talking over me here, the uh, producer thing. Um, I want to talk more about the book and more about you and more about Michael and more about God. So I'll be contacting you within the week, and we'll see when we'll set you back up to come back on again, okay? Okay. All right, David, God bless you, and thank you, and I wish you the best, and um, thank you for helping others, okay? So this is Peggy S. Emanese, again, signing off from Signs Our Loved Ones Send Us, a live show next Tuesday night, and David will be back on very shortly. Okay, thanks, David. Have a great evening now. Good night. All right, thank you. Good night. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.